Welcome to the Riverbank, a place where leaders are raised and sustained by the uncompromising Word of God. As you listen to this inspiring, challenging, and empowering message, our prayer is that your life will be transformed and you will receive the strength and courage to walk in the fullness of your God-given purpose for your generation. As you delight in God and meditate on His Word, you will be like a tree planted along the riverbank that bears fruits in due season. Your leaves will never wither and you will prosper in all that you do according to Psalm chapter 1 verse 3. Join us on Sunday for a wonderful time with God's people in God's presence. Follow the Riverbank on Facebook and Twitter or visit our website at www.theriverbank.org for more information. Here is today's word from the Riverbank. God bless you as you listen. And the reason why I'll be repeating a couple of things in the course of the year is because I want this to sink into your subconscious. When it gets there, it becomes part of your, of your vocabulary. And this is one of those that must be part of your vocabulary. It's from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. This is actually the word that God gave us for the year 2012. It says this, it says in verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, of love, and sound mind. Or in my version of the Bible, it says sound judgment. And that's where we coined the theme for the year, that this is our year of please. P-L-S. Power, not peace. Power, love, sound mind. Amen? Everybody say to your neighbor, say power, love, and sound mind. And one of the conditions actually for you to walk in the fullness of PLS is that the spirit of fear is banished. Amen? So tell your neighbor, no more fear. Tell them again. Tell them again. I know they were upset with you the first time. So tell them again. Say no more fear. In the name of Jesus. No more, no more, no more. Amen. I believe there is a label, there is a, a, a clothing label called No Fair. Yes. I think it's owned by uh, Shaq. But it's No Fair. <laughs> it's a song. See, I'm a little bit current, right? I try. But uh, it's interesting that the world will take No Fair, make it into a label and make money off it but then folks in the church will just sit down okay whenever God speaks to me we need to do the word amen so tell your neighbor no fear thank you Nikkei no fear no fear this year every dream that God has given you is attainable it's possible no fear in Jesus mighty name amen so 2 Corinthians sorry 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 we're going to face situation I mentioned this uh, during the watch crossover service for those who were here you got it when issues come with your swag right tell those items please amen, amen. coincidentally the day after watch night service we heard about all kinds of crazy news uh, outside the country right but like many of you I know this is what you did you looked at the circumstances and the news and you said you know what please some of you that actually had got rejection letter for some of the things that you're looking to God for, 
Perhaps the promotion that you were trusting God for didn't come true. The financial breakthrough that you were anticipating will appear the first week of January didn't come. I want to encourage you to just tell whatever it is. Please, I've got power, I've got love, and I've got a sound mind. Amen? Amen. Okay. I'm excited about today. You know why? Because I got to preach the word of God. Amen? And um, the good thing about my responsibility and my role is all I do is just I speak as God has instructed and he does. I've got no, uh, like they say, no skins in the game, really. Mine is just to speak. His is to do. Because he's the one that I can do. Amen? Amen. I mean, if you know that me, as an, in, as an individual, I cannot heal anybody. But in the name of Jesus, I can. Because it's Jesus now that is now the power that is actually causing the healing to manifest. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. By myself, and Paul said it often, he says, me, I've got nothing. But with God, we're an unbeatable power. Amen? Mm-hmm. And that's why he says, I'm not coming to you with enticing words of man's wisdom. It's not a motivational session. No. It's the word of God. And when I've told you often, if you don't hear Jesus Christ often in a message, check it right all you hear is God said God you need to hear Jesus because on the cross we need to take off this uh, Christmas light <laughs> off our cross amen but who went to the cross for you who died for you come on don't be afraid who died for you Jesus. it's not JC it's Jesus Christ right right so you need to hear Jesus because the Bible says something in First John. It says no one that is actually part of Christ can speak against the name of Jesus. But those who are not of Jesus would say things. Oh, God said. Which God? You know, there are many gods. Do you know there are many gods? Yes. All right? And the reason why you're different here at the riverbank is because you're taught the word of God without any fear. Even if it's contrary to what I want to say, I'm going to say it because God's word is true and everything else is what? Everything else be a lie, be a first, and let Christ alone be true in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Today's dream, we call it uh, uh, a dreamer's day. And when I look at all of you, I see individuals with potentials and ability beyond your imagination. As a parent, Every time you have, and I'll tell you this for someone that haven't had children yet, when you have a child, you as a parent enter into an office of what I call a dreamer. And then you inquire about the name for the child. And whatever name you call your child, don't be surprised when at 16, 17, 18, they begin to manifest some of the attributes of the name. So be careful the names you give your children. Amen. Don't give them stone names like Greenstone, uh, Yellow, uh, uh, Yellow Rockets, and use names that speak to their destiny. Amen. Amen. You guys are bad. I, I was just going with something very generic. You had to be specific. Anyhow, um, as we start service, we're going to actually watch uh, a, a clip of uh, a popular dreamer. I want you to set your heart right because you will be encouraged to dream and attain to levels beyond your imagination by the power of God's word. Amen? Let's start with 
this excellent clip. You should know that man by, by now. If you do not, shame on you. But uh, just in case you don't, this is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And tomorrow is his birthday, right? Yes. Which is, my, well, that's why many of you are going to be home. For some of you who are walking, you're making double. Hold it. This nation oh, will this media. Hold it. Don't worry. Media will be a department that will win awards this year in yeah. Jesus' mighty name. I'm prophesying it. So the key is to wait. I'll give you that silent. Then you run it. Yeah? Are you guys? Uh-huh. All right? So Dr. Mike Luther King saw it tomorrow. He saw 20... When was President Obama inaugurated? 2008. So he saw 2008 in 1963. Listen. He saw, listen, he saw 2008 in 1963. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So he saw today, yesterday. Every dreamer must see, and by now, turn on your phones to vibrate. Every dreamer must see tomorrow, today. Okay? Let's go. God is in the business of miracles. Father. Live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all that one day this nation will rise up live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed in all flesh. Hallelujah. I have a dream. Thank you. <laughs> One day. Hallelujah. Woo. God, you are working on our media department in Jesus' name. <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King. Now you can actually close out the screen because they won't listen to me until you do that. Hallelujah. Before Dr. Martin Luther King, actually, there were many dreamers that came before him. Right? All through the scripture, we have people who saw the future today. You must see tomorrow, today. 
if you don't gain anything from today's message, remember this. I must see tomorrow, today. Last Sunday, I talked about sequence in terms of destinies and businesses. In fact, I use a particular example. So I set the table for us for today's message. I use a particular example of this music app, app called Spotify. Spotify could not manage. If you don't know Spotify, that's fine. You save yourself $9.99 every month anyhow. But if you, you get a 30-day free trial, I did try the, I, I tried it. It's very addictive, but by the grace of God, I said, Spotify, in the name of Jesus, you, you got to stay. I can't pay 10 bucks right now for any music. So that's me. You can do whatever you want. But what I explained to you last Sunday was the fact that Spotify could not come into existence without Facebook. Because the validation into Spotify is via Facebook. There are some people in your lives who cannot, or many of you, there's some levels you can never get to except some people come into your life. Very good example is marriage, for example. You attain to a certain level right, as an individual. And then you marry and then the combination of the two of you take you to another level. It's extremely important that you understand this premise because that's how God works. If Abraham never believed God in the book of Genesis chapter 12, the son, the children of Israel would still be a dream. But he had to step out in faith and ensure that Isaac was born. Then Isaac now created or continued the dream that his father Abraham had. See, the premise of dreaming is not carnal. If you read the scripture, it talks about vision, it talks about uh, 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 prophecy. All those are designed to extend you from your present to the future. What I want to tell you is that that, prem, that speech that Dr. Martin Luther King gave that said, I have a dream and is considered one of the most inspirational speeches in the history of humanity actually is second to many of the prophecy already in the Bible that God has said concerning you. God had a dream and a desire in Genesis. His intent was revealed when he made man, Adam and Eve. They fell and the Bible said instantly he passed condemnation on the devil and judgment on Adam and Eve for their disobedience. But yet in his judgment, there was a way out through the son, his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible records and says this, that before the foundation of the world, Christ was what? Was slain. God had a dream before the world was made. Right? Then he made the world. Then he made man. Then man fell. So it wasn't a surprise. Many of us, sometimes, when things happen to you, you go to plan B. You get fired at work. Then you like, oh, you're applying for unemployment. And then after a few weeks, you, you, you get over the emotional hurt and the disappointment. Then you, you clean up your resume. And then you apply for a new job. No. What God was saying that before he got the first job, he had already created his own company. Right? Before the first job even ever occurred, before the world was made, Christ was slain. So that when Christ now came, remember what he said? He says, as I see my father do, so do I. He was living out his dream. I believe very strongly that God's desire for us is to live out his dream. Especially the dream that he places in your heart. Let's take a word of prayer.
Heavenly Father, I ask that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would allow my mouth to literally be a pen of a ready writer, that my script divine mysteries, some of the things that will come out of my mouth, Lord, are things that are yet to come in the year 2050, 2070, 2100. And Lord, if Christ tarries, and Lord, I pray that your people will be able to catch and, with, and receive this word in the mighty name of Jesus. I come against the foul spirit of unbelief and the foul spirit of, of past experience and expectation that would intend to abort every dream that God is planting in the seed and in the hearts of his people. Lord, I declare that, Lord, your people will receive your word with meekness and allow it to grow within that it might come without. Lord, I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that all that will be said will glorify your holy name. It will bring you pleasure. It will bring you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name we've prayed. See, I said that up because there's one thing about leadership. When God said to start the river, one of the premises that he laid was prepare today's leaders as well as tomorrow's leaders. Right? So you find that all of you that are attracted to this place, when you stand, you stand with, you stand with, with, with uh, uh, substance. People have actually looked at you and said, you know what, uh, why do you have opinions this way? Or why do you think this way? Or why do you see the world this way? There's a reason, because God has placed a dream of leadership within you. That's why, for many of you, you fought with institutions that cost you to be schizophrenic. And I'll explain what that means. If you go to uh, a service, is, as it were, you are in, an, in a different culture. Then you go to the office on Monday or through Friday, it's a different culture. Then Saturday, during your social hour, it's a different culture. So you constantly keep switching like a schizo, right? You're, you're this way on Sunday, you're that way on Monday, you're that way on Tuesday, you're different on Friday, and then Saturday night, oh my Lord, we don't even know who you are, right? And one of the things that God wanted to start to do was to bring all those components together. You are his child, and then you are single or married, and then you are a parent, and excuse me, and then you are all the other things that you are about. Then you work in this professional environment, and all of it is consistent. And that's one of the things that God, by His grace, is doing here at the Riverbank. You can speak the way you speak wherever you are here, and you can choose to go in a different direction. That's all right. We can handle all of that because here, the combination or everything comes together and fits perfectly. Does that make sense? Amen. Now. So as a leader, one of the things that you must have is the capacity to dream. One of the things that uh, a sin does, and we get into scripture, and we're going to read from Hebrews 11. One of the things that sin does is that sin destroys your capability to dream. And I will explain. The intent of the devil's agenda, that the, all of it is to steal, the Bible says in John 10, to steal, to kill, and destroy. So what sin does is that it chooses it knocks out your eyes. A good example is this man who fell, Samson, who fell for this dangerous woman called Delilah. Many of you know some of those ladies who they are as savvy, and I'm not calling ladies out. There's no one here <laughs> that falls in that category, so don't worry. But there are some ladies 
that men know that once they hear their, their voices, they're dead. Because every strength within them is sucked out. That's Delilah. That's the spirit of Delilah. Amen? Now, Samson fell into the hands of Delilah. And I saw men too like that. When you hear the baritone voice, they operate under the spirit of Delilah. All the things you've agreed that you will not do, you start to even do before they ask you to do. Right? God, that is not your portion in Jesus' mighty name. It's a serious matter. It's a serious matter. Trust me. All right. Thank you. So, Samson fell under the influence of Delilah. What happened to him eventually? In the natural, what happened? He lost his eyes eventually. Because of sin, his eyes were gorged out. Because the intent of sin is to steal your vision or to steal your dream. You know what pornography does? It steals your vision. You can't see. All you see, right? All you see is you objectify everything for sex. That's what it does. It changes your vision. Greed. You know what greed does? It's food. But then it becomes, oh my God, oh my God, I gotta eat this, I gotta, I gotta eat this and that and that. And you're like, there's enough food in your fridge. Don't freak out. Do you know what I'm talking about? What sin does, it, it, take, it overruns and takes over your sight. Your vision. And once it knocks out your light, inside you is dark. Does that make sense? The Bible says, if your eye be single, say your body be full of light, but once it's not single, great darkness. I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus this year that your eye will be single in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's turn your Bible, please turn your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Every time you hear about dream, always remember it's tied as a direct correlation to faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11. Are you all there? We're going to read a few verses of scripture together. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. And we're going to start from verse... We're going to start from verse... Let's see. We're going to start from verse 11. Hebrews 11, 11. We're going to read from verse 11 all the way to verse 16. Hear ye the word of the Lord. It says, By faith, even Sarah herself, when she was unable to have children, received power to conceive offspring even though she was past the age, since she considered that the one who had promised was faithful. Verse 12. Therefore, from one man who was Abraham, in fact, from one as good as dead, literally saying, look, he didn't have the faculty to produce at at that time, came offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as innumerable as the grains of sand by the seashore. Verse 13. Says these all died in faith without having received the promises. But look, but they saw them from a distance. Everybody say they saw them from a distance. And then it says they greeted them and confessed that they were foreigners and 
temporary residents on the earth. Verse 14. Now those who say such things make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they were thinking about where they came from, they will have had an opportunity to return. But they now desire a better place, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. The four things that they did. Do you want to read that with me again? The four things that they did in verse 13. It says, These all died without having received the promise, but they saw them. Everybody say, saw them. Then greeted them. Everybody say, greeted them. And confessed that they were foreigners and temporary residents on the earth. Alright? So the four things are all verbs in that verse of scripture. One, they received. Two, they saw. Three, they greeted. And four, they confessed. Let's do it together. Say it together. They received. They saw. They greeted. And then they confessed. They saw greeted or oh, sorry they received saw greeted and confessed huh. i'll come to those four things shortly but let me lay count the backdrop for you in genesis chapter 12 god called abraham an unbeliever wayward in every sense of the word and gave him a promise gave him a future and he embraced it. And Bible said something. And this is a scripture that all of us confess all the time. I am blessed to do what? Or to be a blessing. Genesis 12. Come on. All of you look at me tired. You're like you don't know that scripture. Not good. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Genesis Are you all there? Genesis 12, 1 to 3. And this is what the word of the Lord says. It says, The Lord said to Abraham, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will make you into, verse 2, a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. That was the idea that God shared with him. In verse 15, sorry, in chapter 15, God went on and told him about the fact that he was still going to have a son. And then he asked the Lord, he says, how will I know? And what did God do? God took him out of his tent and said, look up. Right? As numerous as the stars. Took him to the seashore by the beach side, Lake Shore Drive. Says, See the sand? Can you count all the stones or sand in, on the ground? And he could not. He says, That's how many your children will be. Because sometimes we wonder how Abraham became a righteous man. He saw. But before he saw, he received four things. He received it. He saw it, he embraced it, 
and he confessed it. Every dream fits into that component. I want to mention to you that before Dr. Martin Luther King began to speak about his dream, he did what? He received it. He saw it. He embraced it. And he confessed it. There was this man called Noah. Genesis chapter 8. You know what he did? He was the cuckoo of his time. You know why? The earth had never seen rain before. Yet, he heard from God to build the biggest boat, the Titanic of his time. And he built one. And he had never seen the boat. Because he received it. He saw it. He embraced it. And then he confessed it. What about Joseph? God gave him a dream. Remember that dream? That he had in the book of Genesis. Same Genesis. And he saw his brothers all bowing down before him. Cocky kid. Stubborn kid. If I had that kind of child, I would tell him to, first thing he would learn is to keep his mouth shut. Because every dream already has within itself its challenges. To add more to it, it's not wise. Every dream, listen, we're going to get into a point where we'll talk about your dream, but every dream has challenges. Every dream is exciting. That's why some of you, when you get a dream, you can't sleep. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. If it's, if it's one of an emotional matter, it's even, even better. You're like, oh, I just, I don't feel like eating. How many guys know what I'm talking about? Okay, no, sorry. How many ladies know what I'm talking about? 